Alright, welcome back everybody. This is episode 8 of Chronic Health, the Greystone Chiropractic Wellness Podcast. I am Dr. Lee Goldenberg. I'm Teresa. I'm Jesse. And I'm Hunter. And we're here to give you a lot of great information today focused on the brain. And we always, always talk about the brain when we're talking about chiropractic care because what is connected to literally everything in your body your, your spinal cord, your the nerves. Spinal cord, nerves, and the brain. The most important thing. And it signals literally everything else in the body, and it tells it what to do. And in order for us to be better at what we do, we need to really understand the brain and how to help it, how to feed it, how to nourish it, how to to give it some neurobics, basically, some uh, exercise. Neurobics, I like that. Yes. So, uh, like neuron aerobics. Yes, yes, neural mm. and neurosynaptic mm. exercise. So we're going to do that uh, today in our podcast, but we're going to start with a, a little bit of info on the brain. So I'm going to ask Jessie a couple questions. I know she's been researching the brain for like at least 14 years in this <laughs> business, right? Um, so did you know that neurons make enough electricity to power the uh, low-watt light bulb? A low-watt light bulb? That's a lot of electricity. I mean, it's it's more than you would think, honestly, the so amount of energy that you How do you do that? How do we, like, do I just get some alligator clamps, like, put them in my ears? <laughs> how do you and... harness that? <laughs> um, and that's just basically a comparison of how much activity and how much electrical uh, synaptic activity is happening. Well, it's pretty pretty powerful to, to power a light bulb. It's pretty cool. Oh, wow. So you're very bright. Thank you. <laughs> you are bright. Bright as can be. What else have we found out? Um, so pathways in the brain, they can be strengthened or weakened. Well, we don't want to weaken them, so let's talk about how we well, strengthen them. I'd like them. to, I know some money to weaken. But. <laughs> certain <laughs> pathways, maybe the cravings of certain things, yeah. But yeah, strength, so when you strengthen a pathway, is that like whenever you create a habit or something? Yeah, you can do certain exercises um, and, and activities. Mm. Well, and the, there is a saying uh, with the brain that's uh, neurons that wire together fire together. Nice. I love so, that one. Yeah, that's true. That. And so things that you do uh, consistent, consistently and, and things that you um, promote, activities, can actually help fire new pathways. So, so we talk. with your intention, you can live the life you want. Wow, that's a big leap, but I, I believe it. I believe <laughs> I it. I think so. Yeah, intention's a big part of it. And, and intention really means how we live, too. And, and how we focus our energy. Awesome. So, hey, Hunter, do you know any uh, cool brain facts? Um, well, neurons, uh, whenever they send a signal, the message actually travels at 270 miles per hour. Yes, we talk about this a lot too, because when we have interference to that spinal cord transmission, brain can't get its signals fastly, fastly, quickly, <laughs> and uh, cannot get signals quick enough. And it has to go 300 miles an hour almost. And this is great coming from Hunter because that's his field of study, uh, neurology. That's, that's his uh, specialty. So um, I'm looking forward to hearing more about some of the studies because Hunter's always looking up new studies and always, trying to, to further his it. knowledge. And that's, I think that's an awesome thing. We should all strive for that. So... Um, this is a really fun brain fact. I like that exercising can make you smarter. It increases blood flow to the brain and hormones. So it helps you can help you learn. Yes. And it also can help you 
get rid of toxins like mm-hmm. lymphatic drainage uh, that are blocking nerve transmission, you know, and brain activity. I was so. just um, reading the other day that if you really want to do well, like at a job interview or something like that, um, where you're going to have to be using your brain power, mm-hmm. um, that you want to like exercise a little before, like do some jumping really? jacks, yeah. like do some, I like, believe it. just to get that brain power going. And what's another form of exercise that's related to what we do? Getting adjusted. Absolutely. You know, because you're exercising the spine and actually getting it to move. And they found Roger Sperry, actually, the Nobel uh, uh, Prize winner, uh, once said that the uh, stimulation to the brain, about 90% of it comes from movement of the spine. So it's really nutrition for the brain to keep the spine moving. So before a job interview, before a big exam, get adjusted. Before any oh, kind yeah. of event. That's what I did when I uh, had a big That's exam. Right. I would come and get adjusted. That's right. Because I knew it was going to be good for me. And Jesse just finished um, a lot of uh, training and, and a lot of testing. So yeah. it was a lot it of good adjusting. Excellent. All right, we're going to delve in a little bit further to research now and talk a little bit about some studies that are related to brain function in chiropractic care. So what do you have, guys? Well, I have this really interesting study about uh, 30 volunteers in New Zealand. They had uh, evidence of neck misalignments. And can you tell me a little bit about that, Dr. Lee? Yeah, they did. They did a study on 30 volunteers with neck misalignments. And basically, they wanted to use reaction time as a gauge. And they measured response times and mechanisms in the brain um, that respond to stimuli. And they found that after a chiropractic adjustment, these volunteers demonstrated improved cortical processing and response selection. That basically means higher level functioning, easier to choose um, uh, their activities uh, or answer questions quickly, basically uh, better functions of the higher level functions of the brain, which is the cerebral cortex. That is Mm -hmm. important because we have another study about that in a few minutes that we'll talk about. unrelated to this study, but about, uh, I don't know, 15 years later. So really important area of the brain. They had, all, all of them had improvement in, in that study. So that's really cool. And I think that's, Amazing. that might be why a lot of people get off the table after getting adjusted. They, they report that they feel like lighter or they can breathe better, think more clearly, or even see more clearly. Yeah, everything, uh, like the colors. colors. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's, that's Bright, one thing that shiny. I've always noticed, so. Yeah, bright and shiny. <laughs> shiny, happy people. There's another 90s reference for you. So. There was actually another study that uh, mm-hmm. talks about uh, the prefrontal cortex, and basically that's the area of the brain where um, a lot of the learning happens. Um, mm-hmm. Well, within that part of the brain, after an adjustment, there was a 20% increase uh, in the neural activity. So that just goes to show how it can help yep. so many different things. And uh, within this study itself, it said that it could actually help uh, against fall prevention, better joint position, uh, as well as improved muscular strength and lower limbs. Yeah, and I think they're really focusing on like your ability to sense where you are as well, so your ability to know. A lot of times when people come into our office to get adjusted, they get on the table and they're really crooked. And I make a, a conscious you know, uh, a note of that, and I tell them, look, I'm gonna make you straight here, and I pull them into what's straight, and then they say, well, I feel really crooked now. I say, well, that's because you have a brain-body disconnect. And that means that there's irritation to the cerebral cortex because there's misalignment in the spine. And they find that 
on, on average a 20% boost of that system, that cortical processing and cerebral cortex function when you get adjusted. So pretty so cool. Is that stuff. like proprioception, proprioception related? Proprioception, yeah. Ability to sense where you are, where your joints are, where your like hands and feet, your limbs, uh, where you are in your environment. I remember when I first started coming in here and getting adjusted, I remember you would have to pick up my legs mm -hmm. and like move Shift them over. over. Mm -hmm. I was like, I do oh, that a lot. Uh, no, I actually laid on the bed straight. So what are no, you doing? <laughs> I do that a lot, literally uh, multiple dozens of times a day. And you wonder why I have to take a Tuesday off <laughs> because I'm always lifting and pulling and, you know, pushing people around uh, to get them to straighten out. And, you know, what, what mentors of mine have always said, there's no health in crooked. So mm. we're trying to straighten you out. Yep, and we do think that we're standing straight a lot of the day too. Think about it. I'm definitely, definitely we, not. We, yeah, <laughs> especially when we're hunched over a computer. So, so that's what a lot of our a lot of our people are today. So, so this is a really fascinating study. They did an fMRI of the brain and had the participants do a simple action, and they just you could see. It, I mean, you'll you'll see the link to this study in um, our notes, I believe, but. You can see how the brain is just like lit up, like it's working really hard doing this one little simple action, mm -hmm. but then they got adjusted. And then after the adjustment, they did that same MRI scan and they could see that your brain's just like, oh, you know, it just doesn't have to work as hard. Just very, very little couple of lights in the brain there working. Yeah, it doesn't so have it to takes, work as hard. Yeah. Takes, <laughs> Hunter's laughing at me because I'm like, <laughs> It takes a lot of stress off of the brain when there's there's improved function, and when the stress is reduced, the brain works more effectively with without as much uh, I would say uh, uh, overwork. You know, basically you're trying to get the same amount of work done, but with more ease. Yeah, check out this study. I mean, it, we're talking city lights to country lights. Just yeah, like so right fMRI, that's a really good one. It's a functional MRI. That's an actual activity that you're doing, and they're mapping out the brain. Um, and how, how it is working, how much it's working, what neural synapses and the um, um, signals that are being sent during that actual function. And all it was is wiggling her ankle, this, this patient was doing. She wiggled an ankle, then they adjusted her, they did it again, she wiggled an ankle, and there was maybe less than a third of the, of the amount of brain function needed to do the same work. So really cool study, and I love that. Stress off the brain means you're better function, so. Nice. So what are some other things you can do um, to enhance the brain, to, to give it the stimuli needed to perform better? Well, there's, there's a lot of things, I would say. Brain boosters? Yeah, brain boosters. So what, what would be your top guess on a brain boost? Ooh, well, I think about giving my brain what it needs. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, nutri I'm thinking food, nutrition. Nutrition, nourishment, yeah. yeah. Give it, give it some, some healing foods. So what are well, some what good nutrients? What do you feed your brain, Dr. Lee? Well, inquiring minds want to know. Yeah, I, I think you know the probably the most important thing is going to be the right kind of fat because you know the mm. the gray matter is about seventy seven percent fat, so you got to feed it with fat. That's so, such such an ugly word in our culture. Yeah, right now. well, the nineties taught us some things that fat's bad, but really, I mean, you need it. You need the right kind of fat, obviously, not trans fats. You need healthy fats. Essential mm. fatty acids. Think about what that means. What does essential mean? Like you, it's necessary. You need it. It's necessary, but it also means you cannot make it yourself. You have to get it from what you have in your in your diet, outside of you. So you got to eat that stuff. You got to mm. eat avocados. You know, it's a good healthy fat or fish, fish oil. 
So that's probably can't eat enough. There. You can't eat enough fish to. Yeah. Like, fat, is it fatty fish? That's like what? Salmon? Mac- Not salmon. Mackerel? Salmon's worth almost nothing. It just tastes good. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. It's, it's good. But it's not as good as something like cod. Cod. Mm-hmm. Oh. Tuna's mm-hmm. pretty good too, but you still have to eat a lot of it. This is why I supplement with, with fish oil mm-hmm. because I do eat fish a lot, but I don't eat enough. And you, nobody I know can eat as much as you need to okay. extract from that. So um, supplementing is definitely important. Okay, that's the one area of really good supplementation for the brain. Mm-hmm. Some, I like tuna oil. oil. Um, Standard Process has a great one. Tuna oil, um, it is higher in omega-3, which is a healthier uh, essential fat. And then cod liver oil as well, because you know that's going to be higher in vitamin D, because it's from the liver of the fish. Okay. So, so you get a good natural source of D as well as the good fat. What about um, like nuts and things like yes. that? Is, that? is that good? Yeah, certainly. Um, I like to, to look at the ones that are, are shaped like brains because they typically feed the brain a little bit. They're higher in, in vitamin E and the right kind of fats that help nourish Ooh, the brain. I ate some raw walnuts this morning. Yeah, walnuts. Yeah. yeah, Brazil nuts, pecans. <laughs> those are really good. Um, and then seeds as well. Like uh, Think about hemp. Uh, sunflower seeds, pumpkin seeds. Uh, what's another good one? I that love I pumpkin. I put pumpkin seeds on my salad and just like on, oh, and what, like sunflower seeds. Mm-hmm. I like sesame seeds on everything. Sesame, I do like sesame a lot. I don't know if that one is as nourishing for the brain, uh, but sunflower for sure, hemp. So not just the sesame seeds on top of your McDonald's burger though, right? Uh, definitely not <laughs> that that brand of burger. It doesn't balance it out. <laughs> although I'm not uh, uh, going to get into a war with uh, certain companies. We're not talking about them, but fast food in general, those kind of sesame seeds, probably not. Mm. I would mm. buy a better source. Um, <laughs> and definitely look at the right kind of oils too when you're cooking, uh, when you have a salad that you're making a dressing for. Oh, I like, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. What is the what is the best oil? What would oil would you use? Depends. If you're heating it, I like to use something like a, um, a grapeseed oil or avocado oil or coconut oil. If if it's room temperature, olive oil all the way, oh. extra virgin olive oil. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then so I like my salad dressings, all of the extra virgin olive oil. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe with a little balsamic mm. in there. Oh, yeah. yeah, herbs. Good stuff. A lot of herbs, for sure. Um, and then, you know, throw some hemp seeds on there. That's not going to make you high, I promise. It's uh, from the non-psychoactive part of the plant, so it's not like you're going to feel some kind of reaction there. Uh, it's just nourishing for your brain and your body. So, good stuff. So good. And then eggs. I'm a big fan of eggs. Okay. Really, really love eggs. So it's, where do you, where do we get our eggs? Where do we, where should we get our eggs? Uh, if you have a farmer... Or if you have a, uh, some hens on oh. your own. Uh, but if you know a farmer, that's the best place because you know how they raise their hens and how they feed them and how long they're sitting around. In mm-hmm. the grocery store, how long do you think they're sitting around? Gosh. I, I, Literally. I, I, I mean, really they send them know. back. They change the dates. I mean, they, they could be six to eight weeks before you actually eat an egg that, that was laid, literally laid. And, I mean, some of them, they're, they're bleaching or they're coloring in some way to make them look more appealing and they preserve them so what's the best thing is find somebody local somebody close and and we have a pay them whatever it takes a a local uh farmer out here that we get some eggs from sometimes and those yolks are like nothing i've ever seen so rich and dark orange they're so rich in the right kind of nutrients they're actually good with um uh, d content too vitamin d so essential totally 
What else supports the brain? Uh, you got to look at antioxidant-rich foods, dark greens. Mm. What's your favorite dark green? Um, you know, I was on a kale kick for a long, long time, but I'm really feeling like the, the chards right now. Chard. Doing the chard. chard. I hate that word, but I love, <laughs> I love, <laughs> I love the, uh, the nutrient, the nutrient density of Swiss chard and, and other chard. types of chard. Um, spinach, <laughs> broccoli, Brussels. How about you, Hunter? Anything else uh, other than I those? I put spinach in my uh, eggs every morning. So. Yep. I used to have to do that with my uh, now 19-year-old when he was little. I would break up spinach into tiny little pieces and hide him in his eggs. Um, and he would always call me out. I see something green in there, and I'm, you know, now he'll eat just about anything. But that's how you have to do it with little kids. Like, just start them and just keep going with it. Just eat. Yeah, I know Zelda, my, my daughter, we um, give her broccoli, and that is her jam. She is so into the broccoli. I mean, mm-hmm. she really likes, like, the top parts, but she, I mean, just she, she eats brain. all of hers, all of mine, all of what's on the table. That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's really good source it. of calcium, too. We talked good. about that last time, uh, yeah. last episode. How do we support the immune system? Well, calcium is a big one. Broccoli is rich in calcium. So is almonds. Mm. So is spinach. So is all the stuff that's good for the brain. So you're really doing a double duty there. So you're saying eat more fruits and vegetables. Yeah, less fruits <laughs> but more vegetables. Yeah. But while we're talking about fruits, we got to pick the right kinds. The berries, um, organic hopefully because less you know pesticides mm. and preservatives, things like that. No coloring hopefully. But they're high in vitamin C, which is really good for the adrenal glands. It's also really good for the brain. Uh, berries like raspberries, blackberries, blueberries, things like that. Oh, those are all my favorites right there. And they're like a low sugar content, low glycemic index. Um, and they act as an anti-inflammatory if you um, maybe don't overdo it, but you get a good mix of those on a daily basis. So. And maybe not the dried ones. You kind of want to stop, stick with the... Fresh ones, right, right, as fresh as you can get, and maybe you can grow them yourself. You know, blueberries you can do. I mean, you just got to cross pollinate the two different types species, I guess, to to make blueberries grow in your yard. But they're hmm. pretty easy. Strawberries sort of easy. Blackberries maybe a little bit too. Don't you have some blueberries growing? Uh, I remember your hit or miss. Okay. Hit or miss. Yeah, uh, we got a few, and then I think next season they'll be better. Okay. So it takes Let a few them. seasons to really get the get fruit growing. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. So other than nutrition, um, what about activities? Like we could do a lot of things to boost uh, brain function. Uh, I, call, I call this, I stole this word, it's not my word. Uh, activities boosting the brain, uh, we call that neurobics. <laughs> um, so neurobics, what is a, like an aerobic activity or, or like so an exercise like, activity for the brain? Nice, like neuron aerobics. Yeah. I like it. I just, I, all I think of is like leg warmers and. Yeah. So my, my favorite resistance. picture of the brain doing a workout is this uh, treadmill, <laughs> this brain <laughs> with bug eyes. We may have to link that as well. We do, for sure. <laughs> But again, that's not my picture, so I think some <laughs> artist wrote that some, or drew that somewhere. Okay, um, so what are your favorite neurobics? Neurobic activities would be um, something that you do that you don't normally do, uh, specifically using the opposite side of your body. So if you're thinking about, you always write with your right hand, let's say, if you're righty. You always do brushing your teeth with your right hand. If you always do everything with your right hand, switch it. Do your mm-hmm. tooth brushing with your left hand. Try to write with your left hand, paint with your left hand, pick up your water glass, you know, do everything with the other side that's going to fire opposite side uh, synapses and, and transmit nerve connections a little bit more, cross, crossing the, the midline. The other thing is like cross crawl. 
like if you are on the ground crawling and you cross the midline with your right and then your left and then right and then left and you're crawling you're actually firing pathways to the brain both sides so you're you're um, like even balance walking on a balance beam you know left to right left to right crossing the midline that's going to help connect brain signals it's going to boost brain function I had never even thought about that. Mm -hmm. That It's good stuff. Midline, so midline walking and crawling. Mm -hmm. Another one that nobody's going to like: cold showers. So one thing I do, maybe TMI, end of a shower, (laughs) good shower at the very end, the last like thirty seconds to a minute is freezing cold. That's twofold in how it's good for you, provided that you know your cardiologist doesn't say (laughs) don't do that (laughs) because you know some people may not be able to handle that change. So check with your provider first. Um, <laughs> a few seconds of really cold is going to not only boost, boost, it's going to boost brain function, but it's also going to help boost that immune response That's too. What I've heard. Yeah. yeah, so it's really good for prevention of, of immune issues. Excellent. Now, what's the biggest thing you can do in general is is make sure you get enough enough chiropractic care. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. To help keep those those patterns and those uh, uh, receptors firing in the right way, without interference, so um, we we reduce the subluxation, we reduce the nerve irritation, and the brain function increases. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, what we've decided to do is actually make the brain subject to podcasts. So, instead of making one long, drawn out podcast with a lot of information taxing your brain we decided to actually split it up so on next week's episode we will continue to delve into more information on boosting your brain increasing serotonin production sleep rest versus insomnia and then also things that are inhibiting your brain such as brain destroyers whether it's food lifestyle um, other other type activities. We're going to take some questions, maybe even share some recipes. Don't forget to look at the show notes where I've included some links to studies and other information, funny pictures, things like that. And with that, I will talk to you, and we all will talk to you next episode. For Teresa, Hunter, and Jesse, I'm Dr. Lee at Greystone Chiropractic with the Chronic Health Podcast. <laughs>